1: Welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership podcast. This is episode seventy-seven, and I'm your host, Anne Marie Cross, brand communication strategist, also known as the podcasting queen. Now, do you have a dream or a vision for your business, but fear just keeps coming up for you when you think about that dream, and you're stuck? Well, joining me on today's show is Christy Demetrakis. Christy is the president and founder of The Empowered Speaker, and that's a company that's dedicated to helping people overcome limiting fears to achieve greater sales. Christy is a seasoned business professional with 20 plus years of experience in sales and leadership across several Fortune 500 companies, including Procter & Gamble. She's a certified instructor for the Speakers Training Camp, offering public workshops and customised on-site programs for companies and organisations to improve their public speaking and presentation skills. She's the North America Master Trainer for Procter & Gamble's Effective Presentation Skills course and a certified instructor in high-impact training and delivery. Now, on today's show, Christy is going to share the art, A-R-T, of conquering fear. Don't despise small beginnings and just do you. So welcome to the show, Christy.
0: Thank you very much, Anne-Marie. I'm glad to be here.
1: Fear. I mean, we speak to lots of different people and um, what they're fearful of, can differ, can really differ. But one of the things definitely we hear time and time again, particularly for women when it comes to business, is their fear of speaking, getting out on stage, as well as sales. So two very strong areas that uh, we can often feel fear around. So I'm really glad that you're here today to be able to share some of this. So let's dive in because I'm sure um, 2018, we've set some great goals for ourselves. And unless we really deal with this, we're going to get to the end of this year and still be struggling with it. So what is the art, the ART of conquering fear?
0: Oh, the ART. And it is an acronym and it's three pieces. So the first piece of the acronym is A, which is acknowledging. Mm-hmm. So acknowledging you have fear. And when I talk with people, I take them through this list of statements. And I say, "Okay, place a little check mark or a mental check mark if these statements resonate with you." And so I'm just going to give you a couple three that I I ask of the five. Uh, One of them is you resist ideas and suggestions. Mm -hmm. Another one is you lack motivation and feel lazy about completing personal and professional chores. And then another one is you focus on low priority tasks rather than what will bring actual progression. Mm -hmm. So those are just three of the eight questions that I, or statements, I would say that I ask people. To see if that resonates with them. And usually it's almost like, you know, the church where you go, oh, Lord, mm." you know, (laughs) you get all those moans and sounds from people because they go, oh, shoot, Houston, we have a problem. And what I tell people is if you if you check yes or if three or four of those statements really resonates with you, you can truly identify and be very self-aware and say, yeah, I have that issue. Then you probably have some underlying fear. And some underlying fear that is really keeping you from doing those things. The one of those that I I particularly stated was you focus on low priority tasks. Mm. That's one that is, that should be at the top of my list. I am the poster (laughs) child. (laughs) See, you got got the amen. Clean office drawers
1: and cupboards. Everything gets a clean up when you know you've got to pick up the phone and make a call or something like that. Absolutely.
0: Mm. Absolutely. So that one's a big one for me. I'm a to-do list kind of girl. I'm going go off a little tangent. I'm a to-do list kind of girl. So I love having this list and I love the black Sharpie mm-hmm. so I can see, you know, progress and results. And the easiest things to mark off of your list are the low priority, easy things. Yeah. So that's that's a major trap for me. So that's acknowledging that you have fear. That's the very first step to, mm-hmm. to being able to conquer your fear. The second one is the R. And that is understanding the root cause of that fear. So there are really three questions that um, I ask people to consider when they're thinking about the root cause of their fear. And one of them is, what's the history of that fear? So where does that come from? Because all the time, those, the fears that we harbor are not always ours. Mm. It, it could come from something that someone else has put on us. I always tell the story. My mom hates when I tell the story. But you know, growing up, it can be something very simple. When I, used, I grew up next, uh, next door to my twin cousins, And we would play outside all the time. when you you play outside. We play outside all the time. And I always wanted to do that backflip. You know how the gymnasts do? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just that backward, you know. And every time I went to attempt to do that, my mom would say, don't do that. You're going to break your neck. And so finally, after a period of time of hearing her say that over and over again, Mm -hmm. I just stopped trying. Because what? I didn't want to break my neck. And so some fears are just put on us. Um, you know, by by other people's fears. Mm-hmm. The other one is what triggers that fear. If you find that, look, go with the public speaking. Mm-hmm. Some people don't realize that they have a fear of public speaking until all of a sudden they're tapped to stand in front of the PTA and do, do the announcements at a church or, or whatever. They don't even realize they have that fear. But from that point forward, every time somebody says, hey, will somebody volunteer to speak or do whatever, they fall, you know, they crawl into this shell because that's a trigger for them now. Yeah. Okay. The other one is how does that fear affect you? So it's one thing to be fearful of things, but when that fear becomes debilitating mm. and it actually keeps you from doing Bible study because you don't want to stand in front of people because you have this fear of rejection or you have this fear that people are judging you. And there's a whole lot of things that go into fear of public speaking. It's not just I don't want to stand in front of a group of people. There's even more to that. But You know, how does that fear affect you? And you have to to come to grips with all of those things so that you can figure out what you need to do to overcome those. Mm. So we've got acknowledging your fear. We have understanding the root cause of that fear. Now we talk about taking action. Mm -hmm. And so, and this is not just this quick, quick, quick process, right? We're obviously going through it very quickly here, but it takes time. Sometimes it takes time to really figure out what your fears are. And one of the one of the stories I share with people is when I uh, wrote my first book, Faith to Conquer Fear, Inspiration to Achieve Your Dreams. God had also given me a vision for hosting a conference or a workshop as well. Mm -hmm. And for two years, I did not. I was not interested in hearing what God said Mm -hmm. about that. I just was not going to do it. But I couldn't figure out why, because I have been in corporate America my entire career. Um, and so with all of my experiences, I had all of the logical sc- skills mm. and tools, you know, within my personal arsenal to be able to do this and be able to pull it off it, with excellence. But I couldn't figure out why I didn't want to do it. And so I ended up having this phone call with the lady that I met on LinkedIn from Australia. And one, more, one Saturday morning, we got on a Skype call and we're talking about, you know, just you know, getting to know each other and what our goals and our dreams and our aspirations are. And I happened to mention this conference. And she said, well, why haven't you done it? And I said, well, that's an excellent question. Good one. (laughs) Have no answer for you. (laughs) I said, I I really can't explain it. Mm -hmm. And she did the perfect psychology move on me. She said, well, if you were, hypothetically, to do a workshop or a conference, what would it look like? And in three minutes, I had laid out the entire agenda because I knew Mm. what it should be. I laid out the entire agenda. I knew when the breaks were. I knew who my speakers were going to be. I knew everything from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. And she said, excellent. Well, I'm going to be in the States the weekend of April the 28th. I think that April 25th at that time. She said, I'm going to be in the States and I'm going to be one of your speakers. So let's do this. And I broke into an immediate sweat and I went, Oh my God, are you kidding? Are you kidding? Like, really? We're going to do this. And she's like, yeah, we're going to do this. So that was December that we had that phone call. Mm -hmm. The conference was at the end of April, but all the time I was planning for this, we're still getting to that shrewd cause, right? All the time that I was planning for that conference, I was still afraid. Mm -hmm. I was just terrified for lack of a better word. Mm -hmm. And I was praying. Um, And I said, you know, God, I need to understand why I'm having such trouble with this. Clearly this is something you want me to do, but I need to get over something mm. to, to be able to do this with excellence. And in February, I'm literally Anne-Marie, I'm driving down the highway and this memory of my 16th birthday party pops into my head. So when I turned 16, my brother-in-law's sister and I were, our birthdays were a day or two apart. Mm-hmm. And so we decided we just host our sweet 16th birthday party together, mm. which was a Great idea, right? This made perfect sense. Except on the night of the party, only one of my friends showed up. Oh, yeah. So you know, there's two sides of the story. I could either, you know, say I had a bad set of friends. <laughs> <laughs> I might rethink my friend list. Uh, but at the end of the day, what I realized in that moment when that memory popped into my head, and, and keep in mind, I had not thought about this mm. in at that point thirty years. But I realized I had a fear of rejection. Mm. From that one instance. So that's the thing. People think, oh, this has to be something, oh, so traumatic, and it's happened for years and years, and that's why I had this fear. That was Mm -hmm. one time, one time, because I can truly say every other major event in my life, I have been so well supported. Yes. But my fear latched onto that one thing Mm -hmm. and didn't realize that that was what was keeping me from doing a lot of the things I had chosen not to do over the years. Wow. So getting to the root of it is is, is vitally important. Mm. And then the last one is T, um, and that is taking action. And so once you've acknowledged, you've understood that root cause of that fear, now you have to start doing some things to conquer it. And, and what I will tell people, I, I want to set a false expectation. Fear comes, it goes, and it will come back again mm. in a different way. Uh, so you're always kind of fighting this battle, but what happens is it gets easier to fight it each mm. time. Mm-hmm. because i hosted that conference deathly afraid but i hosted it two more times i hosted it for three years and every time i was afraid that nobody was going to show up except my husband and the kids because they had to but you can't count them right yeah you, you know i need paying people people who don't love me to come <laughs> so you've got to start taking action and and there's a couple i mean in my book um my newest book faith to conquer fear the journey i i talk about a number of things that you can do to take action. But a couple that I really like is the first one is really surrounding yourself with people who support you Mm -hmm. and people can't support you if they don't know what you're trying to do. And a lot of, when you talk about dreams and women specifically, you know, we talk about a whole lot of things, but we don't often talk about the things that scare us the most. And we don't often talk about what our real dreams are Mm -hmm. because we're afraid that they're going to sound stupid Mm -hmm. to people, or we think it's not big enough or it doesn't compare to that person's dream so i'm just going to keep it to myself. And that's the wrong thing to do because i can't support you if i don't know what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So surrounding yourself with people who can help you and push you and prod you is absolutely the way to go. The other thing i would i would i often tell people is you have to celebrate the little milestones. And I am terrible at this. Mm. I will tell you, I am awful at it because I'm so results oriented that my mindset is always on the, the final next. outcome. Yeah.
1: Or the next project are, or something.
0: Yeah. yeah. And so my my the challenge is for people like me, and I'll keep talking about me, the challenge for people like me is to recognize and appreciate those milestones along the way that are helping to get me to that ultimate goal or conquering that ultimate fear because when you when you disregard or overlook and just go on to the next you're not you don't build up that that self-esteem you don't build up that mm-hmm. confidence and then if something you know heaven forbid keeps you from achieving that goal you just consider it all a complete failure mm-hmm. and it's not is not so. Those are just two two ways that people can really take action. So that's that's the art of conquering fear that I teach.
1: Wow! And you just shared that just so beautifully. The root, finding the root. The example that you gave is so important because sometimes, as you say, we can go through our life not recognizing what occurred. And sometimes it can be minor events that add up. You know, this is what we call significant minor events, rather than one event that continues to trigger you. If I mean, in your instance, obviously you were you you were you're a Christian, so you prayed. Um, are there some other, that definitely is the best way because um, you know, he who loves us can can certainly support us in that. What are some other things? Um, I know journaling can sometimes help. You know, just because sometimes what we do is we don't really want to um even go there to to see what is it that's causing it because for some of us it can be quite scary the unknown and you know that kind of thing what what other ways have you found really supports people and being able to identify what is it that's causing me um from taking that step or what is it that's causing me when I think of it to to you know fight fight uh, physical, you know, psycho mm-hmm. not psychological, but physiological, that's the word I'm trying to get out, yeah. uh, symptoms, yeah. <laughs> you know, your heartbeat and, and starts beating really quickly. You start sweating and you're kind of thinking, what is this? This is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So a few things. I love the idea of journaling. I'm personally not a journalist, mm-hmm. uh, but I love that idea. Uh, another thing that people can do is, and, and this is one of the things i just created based on this book, um, my last book, which is, again, Faith to Conquer Fear the Journey, is I know this message of conquering fear is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And women especially, we need support. Mm-hmm. We're, we're supportive. We just, you know, we love to be with, together and just talk and, and nourish each other. And so what I've created based on this book, this first of all, this book mm-hmm. is laid out in such a way that at the end of every chapter, it's about 93 pages long. Mm-hmm. At the end of every chapter, there are a couple of exercises, questions, prayers, thought starters that helps you to build on and come to your own sense of self-discovery. So this book is, is what I call activation, mm-hmm. okay? because again, I'm very results-driven. And although this book guides you through my personal journey of conquering different fears, what I've done at the end of each chapter is bring it all together, so that you're—I'm taking you on your own path of self-discovery in the process. Mm. So I set that up to say, one of the things I've recently created, uh, literally in the last month and a half, is what I'm calling—I need a sexier title for it—but this "Faith to Conquer Fear" series, mm. and what it is, it's a facilitator's guide that allows book study, book clubs, women's Bible groups you know, connect groups, anybody who wants to teach the book mm-hmm. to a collective group to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And I, because what you'll find and I've hosted a couple of sessions and what I find in these sessions is women will say, I have never said these fears out loud. This is the first time I've ever said it out loud. So to your point, or to your question of what else can people do, buying a book that helps you to, to start to, You know, kind of self discover is one way, Mm. but then also connecting yourself with people, other people who are on a similar path, Mm. trying to get to a similar place, whether that is a book study, a Bible group, whatever, and you can have those conversations and start to take that journey together yeah so that's that's what i would say is are the two things
1: yeah what's really good about that too is often as women uh and men too but i think we we as women um can really relate to this we look at what other women are doing and maybe if it is uh, speaking in front of a group of people having to stand up on stage and this is exactly what happened for a colleague of uh, of ours she was perfect in in speaking and she was an accountant she knew her stuff and so when she was speaking one-on-one she was just so confident but she said when I stand up to even introduce myself you know the 60 second pitch she said inside it's I just feel like mush you know she said but externally we thought that she came across really well and she said I just want to get rid of that that feeling and it's not till we start to to actually speak to other women to recognize that We're not going through that on our own. Others have gone through that and maybe still experiencing that. And as you say, sometimes it's getting up and just continuing to do that. And it does get easier. I mean, I love to speak and it's really uncanny for me. And I kind of watch my physiological reactions when a microphone is coming towards me and I think I've got to I've going to I'm going to be speaking in the next you know I'm the next fifth person and my heart will start beating quicker and it's like what is going on you know but as soon as I grab that microphone I kind of anchored gone you know but it is because one of the things that we can do is we can continue to build that fear. You know, what what if I make a mistake? What if I, you know, whatever it might be. I got up one time and I introduced myself, not Anne-Marie Cross, but Anne-Marie Coach, which is my Twitter handle and my Instagram handle. Everyone laughed and I just laughed and went, wow, you know, and I shared what that was. But, you know, sometimes we can beat ourselves up because we're so embarrassed and we can feed yeah. that fear. So it's good to, to be able to acknowledge it and realise, you know what, we're not alone. We all have our fear stories and we can all laugh about it at the end of the day uh, mm-hmm. and recognise that. Let's talk about not despising small beginnings because I know for women who are watching today who are very outcome-focused, outcome-driven, small, small is not really where we want to be. We want to be big. We want to hit the ground <laughs> running. Can you relate? <laughs>
0: Yes. Yes, we do. And, and you know, and, and this is this kind of gets back to the, my personal mentality that I told you I struggle with, which is focused on the end goal. Mm-hmm. If we and most of us have a dream of some kind, whether we will articulate it out loud or not, we have this dream. And um, sometimes it takes a while to get to the dream. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sometimes it's our own fault because we procrastinated, we've allowed fear to get in our way. Seasons, times, you know, seasons change. You may have small kids. Now it's not the right season. You may have just gotten married. You need to establish your marriage. Not the right season. You may have just changed jobs. Not the right season. So that's the first thing we got to kind of acknowledge where we are mm. so that we don't beat ourselves up about the progress we're making. i I, I will tell you, One of my dreams in this facilitator's guide, this Faith to Conquer Fear series that I mentioned to you is a piece of it. You know, I have this dream of being able to have to teach this book or just Bible stuff, okay? Mm -hmm. because I'm I'm a teacher at heart, uh, even though I'm in sales. Okay, go figure. <laughs> but I have this desire to um, have a, a platform very similar to what Beth Moore has, and that she has all these different chapters at these different churches, and they mm. study her materials, and then she has these huge conferences, you know, across the country several times a year. Uh, and, and all these people who are connected to her through her book and her, through her materials and through these chapters come together, fellowship, just continue to build and grow. That is my dream. Mm -hmm. That is my dream. And it has taken me a while to get to that. that that is exactly what the dream is. Mm -hmm. Because even though I have had this aspiration of, you know, I I know I love speaking and I know I love, you know, training and I love the word of God and I know all these things. It has taken me a while to mold that into what exactly does that look like? Mm -hmm. And sometimes that causes procrastination because you're just doing stuff. Mm. And you're not doing purposeful stuff, and purposeful things sometimes start small, Mm. right? So it's it's not gonna. I'm not gonna do that overnight. I'm just not. Okay. I work a full time job. (laughs) There's some some barriers to me being able to just ah, Mm. you know, be be this you know Christy Demetrakis, you know, world speaker, world Bible study scholar, all that good stuff. But what I have what I have to personally learn to appreciate are the steps. To getting there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the steps in this case is, you know, continuing to expose this material, um, getting the book out there, getting uh, different churches and organizations to to buy into the idea and, mm-hmm. and start to do it, to get those testimonials. It's going to like, a, it's going to be a grassroots effort, yeah,
1: right? Yeah.
0: But that, those are small beginnings. Mm-hmm. And if I take my eye off of that and go next, by the end of 2018, I want to be doing ah, the, you know, mm-hmm. 12 city tour and all these different things. That's going to be very discouraging for me because what I have to understand is that it's going to be a building process. That's what of grassroots, that's what grassroots is. It's yeah. a building process that just gains momentum, gains momentum.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so that's my expectation. So I, I tell you that story, that personal story, just to, to, to put that in perspective for other people that mm-hmm. you cannot despise the little things that it takes and the learnings and sometimes what we call the failures, but they're really learnings mm-hmm. that it takes to get us to what the dream the end goal the vision
1: is yeah it's so true and thank you for sharing that because I know many people will be watching and listening to this and recognizing through what you've shared that it is important and as you would would um, come to realize that as things do start to build momentum if you look back to when we you first started there are things that have changed things that have adapted you've streamlined processes so if you think that hitting the ground running all of a sudden you were you were having to um, manage the sheer amount of work and all of that, you just would not be at a stage to be prepared for that. So really it's important to go through that, those processes, you know, it's building. You know, a,
0: a great analogy is, you know, and I won't say all women have hmm. a baby, you have it, but you've watched someone who's gone through the process of they're pregnant, they find out they're pregnant. There's a reason it takes 10 months. Hmm. For this baby to grow and develop. Because think about it. If all of a sudden you decided before you had, do you have children? And yes, yes. Okay. So just think about the preparation that you and your husband went through over that nine month window of time as you're waiting, 10 months, waiting for this baby to come, right? Mm-hmm. Your body is changing. You know, you're, you're get your maternal instincts are starting to kick in. What if God said, Oh, you want a baby? Doorbell <laughs> rings. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what if? Oh my God! Do you know how many dead babies we'd have because you're just are just not ready? Like <laughs> we're just not ready. We don't have anywhere for them to sleep. We don't know what to feed them. We haven't done any research. So mm-hmm. and there, everything has a process, and and in pregnancy, and then bringing this life mm-hmm. into the world that you now have to nurture because they don't come out as adults, right? Yeah. So all this is those small beginnings. That's what we're talking about is the process. I love how you. I'm glad you brought the process up. It's that process that we have to go through. Mm. And I don't, I love process as long as it's working the way I want it to work.
1: But Guess what? (laughs) You can change it. That's that's the thing, isn't it? If it's your project, we don't have to be tied to that process. We can change it and mold it and tweak it and stream align it let's talk about just do you this is so important in an age where we have access to instagram lots of great content and and that but sometimes we can feel not worthy when we see what everyone else is doing and the incredible achievements that they're they're uh, achieving share a little bit more around this
0: this is my favorite term and i use it at png i use it in everything i do just do you mm-hmm. and and the reason I think that's a favorite term for me is because it took me a while to figure out how to just do me. Mm -hmm. When I first, I graduated from UNC Chapel Hill. We won't say when for the sake of, you know, integrity of the age. (laughs) Uh, But when I graduated from college, I had this desire to be the vice president of somebody's company. Didn't care whose company it was. Mm -hmm. I just knew I needed to be the vice president of somebody's company. And so I've, I've worked for five, four other companies prior to coming to Procter & Gamble. But all the time I was going through each of these companies, my goal was always the same. I need to be the vice president. I need to be the vice president. I need to be the vice president. Mm-hmm. And at, at some point in there, I realized that I was just starting. I was just saying what I had always said. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really feel like I really wanted that anymore. But I had said it for so long. I didn't know what I would be if I wasn't saying it. If I wasn't working towards being the vice president of somebody's company, then what was I doing Mm -hmm. and what were people going to think? And if I decided I didn't really want to be promoted anymore and I want to be just at this level that I am right now where I'm performing very well, by the way, and gives me an opportunity to do. What I love at Procter & Gamble and what I love outside of Procter & Gamble, what are people going to think of me? Mm-hmm. If I'm not promoted in the next two years, are they just going to think I'm bad at my job? Mm-hmm. So again, again, fear of man, fear of what people think, all those things. I, for for really until probably about, I would say three years ago, Anne-Marie, mm-hmm. I was so focused on trying to be, I would say, three different people. I wanted to be Christy Dimitraka's corporate professional. I wanted to be Christy Demetrakis, entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And then there was the Christy Demetrakis, the spiritual side of me. Mm -hmm. And I was struggling. So, I mean, I had marketing, I had coaches and everything. I'm trying to figure out how do I bring all of me together? Mm -hmm. I cannot. And it's so stressful. It's so Mm -hmm. stressful. I'm telling you, if you've ever tried to be three people, two (laughs) people, it is stressful. Who am (laughs) I (laughs) today? (laughs) <laughs> you just can't do it long term. I mean, I'm impressed with myself for doing it for so long, honestly. I mean, I'm really good. Mm. But I finally got to the place where I said, I can I can only be me. Mm. I've got to bring my whole self to PNG. I've got to bring my whole self to my entrepreneurial business, bringing all the skills and things that I've learned from corporate America, the spiritual side of me, I am what I am, I am who I am, and I believe in what I believe. I cannot separate those mm-hmm. because I'm doing myself a disservice and I'm doing the people around me a disservice. Um and so what I talk about, just do you, I, I mean it. And I mean it from a place of personal experience because it is too hard. It takes too much energy to try to be separate people, mm. to try to compare yourself to all the things you're saying, because that's the other thing. The only reason I want to be the vice president of somebody's company is because I knew one day I wanted to do this dream mm. that, I, that I shared with you earlier. And I didn't feel like people would think I was credible mm. if I didn't have a big title behind my name. That was at the end of the day, took me 18 years to figure it out. That's what I, that's what I knew. Mm -hmm. And once I came to that realization and said, you know what? And that realization came with my first book. Mm. I turned 40 and that book was published and I, the the world just changed. It really did. The whole world just changed. And that's when I came to that realization. Yeah. So when I have people at at PNG, you know, that I mentor or, you know, they, they change roles or they come onto a team and they want to meet with me and they go, What's the best thing I can do? You know, I'm coming, I'm back filling someone who had really big shoes. They did a great job. How do I, how do I do this? Mm-hmm. And I, I always start with just do you. Yeah. You, yes, you can build on the, the great things that they did, but you're not going to do them the same way.
1: Mm-hmm. You shouldn't.
0: That should not be your goal to replicate and copy exactly what was done before. Otherwise, we would have just left that person in the role. We need you to bring your full authentic self. Mm. And that's what just do you means. And when you do,
1: it really just opens up so much possibility because because you have far more energy because you're not putting up barriers, trying to be someone you're not. You just, as you said, authentically you, you show up and, yeah. the, you know, it really is incredible. And you would notice the difference too in yourself, your energy. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> can I tell you, can I tell you, I have truly not been stressed since I came to that realization, mm-hmm. and my husband will tell you, I would come home, I do my, you know, my corporate stuff, and I come home and I come in the office, and I'm just doing stuff, mm-hmm. just doing stuff. And at the end of the day, once I figured out how to bring all those all those people, mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I'm trying Oh, to yeah. My... <laughs> so I out how to bring all those people together. It it took the stress away mm-hmm. because I started to do things. That were aligned with the purpose, mm. and that's a whole another talk show mm. about how you get in line with your purpose. Because otherwise, you're doing those low priority tasks, you're just doing busy work, and I find now that I, the stress is off because I focus on the things that I want to do mm-hmm. and the things that help me to get towards that
1: dream yeah that I have. yeah amazing I just published a show Christine I'm after uh, I've got a couple of um, back-to-back interviews today but I'm going to reach out because I'd love you to be featured on this new show that I started and I, we just published it today it's going to be a daily show um, it's the Christian entrepreneurs podcast so it's all about um, bringing faith and your trust in God in your business, so we can build kingdom-focused businesses. And I was just thinking back; two thousand and eight was when I first started uh, my very first podcast. It was a co-host. It was in the career industry, because I spent decades uh, in the career industry. And back then, I would never have dreamed that I would be releasing a, you know, a daily show. And and in that time, producing, you know, hundreds and hundreds of shows. But I said within that, I would not have known that. But I knew someone else who had that all destined. And you know, when you put your passion and your calling together, when they're united, pathways open up, doors open up. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a commitment. It's so true. But, um, you know what? It, it is. So we would love to, to have you on that, uh, show. Lovely. I would love to. So fantastic. So how do we get in contact with you, Christy? How do we get copies of your book?
0: Yes. So my website is, uh, empowered com, And on that website, you can find out more about my speaking and, uh, my blog. You can sign up for my blog as well as purchase the book. So empowered com slash books is how you can get a signed copy of the book. That's also how you can get information on the uh, faith to conquer fear facilitator series Mm -hmm. that I talked about earlier, but my books are also available on Amazon. So anywhere you want to get them, um, Please feel free, but if you want a signed copy, just go to my website.
1: Well, it has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today, Christy. What um, we'll do is we'll put all of the links on the show notes and to get access to the show notes as well as also to watch the interview that we did today for those of you who are listening um, on your iPhones, the audio version. We actually recorded this and streamed it live onto Facebook. Um, AmbitiousEntrepreneurNetwork.com forward slash wil77. AmbitiousEntrepreneurNetwork.com forward slash wil77. Please connect with Christy and uh, get some copies of her books because, as you can see, she really has, through her own journey, been able to uh, conquer her fear. It's something that you know will come up for you time and time again uh, but it gets easier as uh, Christy said so certainly do do that before we do go and finish the show for some of you you might have a message that you want to share with the world. So a couple of things that I've created, some free mini trainings. One of them is around um, my pre and post uh, workflow on, on podcasting. You can get access to that at anmarycross.com forward slash mini training. I know many people who listen and watch this show uh, are people who are change makers. You want to really breathe life and change into your industry and a podcast is a great way to do that. What I've also done is just released, we've only just sort of hot off the press. If you want to really be a thought leader in your industry, go to com forward slash thought leader there's some key things in a training that i've just released too those are my gifts to you other than that Chrissy, i look forward to um to hosting you on the christian entrepreneurs podcast because i think what you said today uh is certainly going to be beneficial for a lot of the christian business owners too but for now thank you for coming on the show and uh, i know this is going to impact many people
0: thank you so much You've been listening to Women in Leadership Podcast, brought to you by Movement.com. Changing the world one message at a time. Do you feel called to influence real change with your message? Join our supportive community of like-minded influencers, thought leaders, and disruptors at www.BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. That's
1: BeTheDifferenceMovement.com.